energy <laughs> forced family fun cannot be the cold open <laughs> hi guys i'm emma i'm shannon and welcome to this podcast doesn't exist <laughs> Woo! we are having some uh forced friend time i guess i have done this to you i mean yeah essentially this podcast holds me hostage yeah is my sub podcast <laughs> It's just me doing my research at two in the morning. <laughs> I am hostage. I am a hostage. No, you like it, right? You like doing this with me, right? Blinks twice. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, friends. We hope that you enjoy being here. You know, also welcome enemies. Oh yeah, yeah, guys. Random acquaintances. All y'alls. Thanks for Thank- being here. Thanks for hanging out. We enjoy doing this mostly for each other, but we also enjoy doing it for you too. And you can tell us what you'd like us to be doing by going to thispodcastdoesnexist.com. Dot com. And there you can find a link to our email. You can send us a little email about anything you want, literally anything you want. You know, just let us know how you Do are. good recipes? Ooh. What about soup? It's almost it's, it's soup season. It's soup season. We're approaching soup season. Uh, see, I'm firmly in the camp of spooky and soup season are the same. No, they are. I just, it's still a little warm outside. Mm, that's so, fair. Hopefully by the time they hear this, it'll actually be soup season. That's true. So if you have any recipes, you can send those in too. Yeah, please. You can also find all of our socials there. You can find our bingo card. Boop, 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 boop. And you can find all of our episodes there, too. We have some transcripts up if you are much more of a reader rather than a listener, and that's totally fine. But yeah, come hang out. Go look. Go see. Go have fun. Go with some more. Forced like, family fun, Mom says. <laughs> like, follow, rate, review. Oh, yeah, rate uh, and review. Send to a friend, send to an enemy, tell your mom about us. I don't know. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I really like that. Tell your mom about us. Contingent of moms start following us. Yeah, tell your mom about us. Ugh, I love it. Put that on the merch. Tell your mom, tell your mom about us. This podcast doesn't exist. Yes. What? But huh? it doesn't exist. Why are you telling me about it? <laughs> it's a long t shirt. <laughs> it's like 14 it lines, it's smaller. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's a great idea. A plus. A plus plus. All right. Well, today, friends, because I think by the point that this goes out, we're going to be firmly in spooky season slash it'll still be September, but that's fine. Uh, it's spooky it's okay. season. I bought a Halloween decoration yesterday. Yeah. It's spooky season. That's a you lie. guys. I bought two, yes, three yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> she's meant, <laughs> she's counting. I, I bought one at each of the stores I went to. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, um, that's like, yeah. That makes, yeah. Well, that's not that bad. It's fine. That's not that bad. Good for the academy. Yeah. My gosh. And my mental health. That's the more important. I got a, I got a pumpkin squishmallow, you guys. Uh, he's so What's his name again? Saul. I love it. And, okay, so I'm not, sorry, detour. Swing. Uh, pull the minivan over for a detour. 
On this forced family fun road trip. Forced family fun trip. So I am not, I would say, in the cult of Squishmallows. No, you are not. At least yet. I own I now have two. They're just they're just very lovely. They're also expensive. So I'm like not trying to I'm not trying to be a collector. Yeah, that's a lot. But I think it's very cute. They come with a little tag that tells you their name. But it also gives them like a little bio. So it's like Saul enjoys lighting up the night, working at the doing lighting at the theater in his oh. community. And I was like, how perfect. He is perfect. He's a lantern, you guys. Not just a pumpkin. Not just a pumpkin. Yeah. He's got, you know. I got it because I was like, well, one, this is adorable. Two, he's like a medium-sized one. So it was only like $12 or something instead of like 35 or yeah. whatever the big ones are. Um, but I was like, this is a good functional decor item because I'm going to put him on my couch where yeah. I fluff and watch TikTok or TV a lot. So yeah, he's a, he's a, a functional item. Yeah, he's a, he's a fall decor item and he will fit perfectly inside of the fall decor box. Because we can squish him. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, uh, again, I don't remember how we got here, but we can get back on the on That's okay. Like, we were talking about spooky season. Oh, so, right. well, oh, right. very appropriate. The inevitable of Emma making me scared. Yeah, well, I mean, it's spooky season, this so. Is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Amazing movie. I love that movie. Also, I consider it a Thanksgiving movie. That's fair, because it bridges the. Yep, bridges the gap. But we can have arguments about that later, and I know that I've broached that on the podcast before so if you have thoughts on that let me know but it's spooky season in my mind we are in spooky season i love that you say that as if you are like now i'm allowed to scare shannon when you do it no. all year round i mean yes Except that's when it's my birthday yeah I, it, this it just it just it fits the vibe now mm-hmm. so because it's spooky season mm-hmm. haunted houses are starting to pop up mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about the most famous haunted house in America. Hundreds of people have lived there in the past three decades, and some have never left. So... I can't believe we're talking about Disneyland! We're I mean... That's so fun! Oh, golly. I'm Leota. Awesome. Love her. I don't think this is going to scare you as much as you think it is, because it's the White House. Oh! Oh! What? Oh, okay. Yeah! So the White Ben Bartlett's White House, okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the White House, for those who are not aware, is the traditional home for the President of the United States during their time in office. While the White House wasn't built in time for George Washington to occupy it, every US president since our second, John Adams, has used it as their official residence. So it was finished in 1800, and the White House now sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, an example of Palladian and neoclassical architecture, of which both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were fond. The design was actually chosen based on a competition, which I didn't know, and was won by James Hoban, an Irish architect who had immigrated to the U.S. after the Revolution. Immigrants, they get the job done. They do. So the White House also wasn't officially called the White House until 1901, when Teddy Roosevelt made the name formal in an executive order. It was called up until that point the White House because of the color, obviously, but not uh, officially. But it was also called the President's Mansion, the President's Palace, or just simply the President's House. The house is indeed white, initially whitewashed after construction was finished, but the name is thought to have come not only from the look, but also from Martha Washington's home, 
White House Plantation in Virginia to honor the nation's first lady, even if she had never lived there. Yeah, plantation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that TikTok where they edit the last song of Hamilton when Eliza is singing. She's like, I raised funds in D.C. for the Washington Monument. She tells my story. Pause. Gunshot. I spoke out against slavery. (laughs) Exactly. The White House has been added to over the years, becoming the three-storied, two-basemented home it is today, with the infamous West Wing and Oval Office, which are both relatively new in the timeline of the home. Also, fun fact, it was one of the first government buildings in the U.S. to be wheelchair accessible, because Franklin D. Roosevelt was a wheelchair user due to polio in the 30s and 40s. Which makes sense when you think about it, but it was like, for some reason it surprised me. Yeah. But like... Yeah, of course. You need the president to be (laughs) to get into his house. It should be expected, due to its age and the constant rotation of people within its walls, that the house is haunted. So, let us begin, starting with one of the most famous presidents, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's son, Willie, died of typhoid fever at age 11 during his father's administration in 1862. Both parents were devastated. This was the second child they had lost. Their first, Eddie, died at three in 1850. Mary Todd Lincoln decided to try and communicate with Willie beyond the grave. She conducted a seance in the Red Room with the help of a clairvoyant to try and make contact, and it seemed to work. It wasn't the first seance in the White House. Jane Pierce, President Franklin Pierce's wife, did the same after their son passed horrifically in a train accident. Mary Todd Lincoln claimed to see her son after the seance, and in a letter to her sister said, quote, He comes to me every night and stands at the foot of my bed with the same sweet, adorable smile he has always had. He does not always come alone. Little Eddie is sometimes with him, end quote. Which is just so both sweet and really sad. Mary also claimed that she heard the ghost of Andrew Jackson swearing and stomping his feet in his old bedroom, now known as the Rose Room. And I find this hilarious, because he's very famously, like, a contentious person in general, but also he was known for his temper. So he's just, like, in the afterlife, can't even put a lid on it, just swearing up a storm. Men are too emotional to hold on. I just, I don't. I agree. Ever watch them watch a sports ball game? Sports ball. It ruins them. It does. They get all emotional. So emotional. President Lincoln himself only attended one of the seances that Mary had held, but he reportedly was familiar with the supernatural world. He claimed to be visited. He is a vampire hunter. I mean, obviously. (laughs) Yes. He's very familiar, you guys. He claimed to be visited by a spirit while he was in office, though he would not clarify past that point. It is also rumored that he predicted his own assassination through a dream, and yet still went. It was this weird thing. So the source that I read, they were like, yeah, he predicted it in a dream and was like, well, if it happens, it happens. He was ready to be out of office. (laughs) This has been a lot. I gotta go. Like, the pictures where you see Obama before he took office. Yeah. And then at the end, and then, like, now he's in his, like, vacation dad, like, refreshed yeah. and renewed. Essentially, yes. I get so comforted when I see him and Michelle. Like, when they came to, for their portraits, I was like, Mom and Dad. 
Can you come pick me up? I'm scared. I don't want to sleep over anymore. I got a tummy ache. I don't want to. You're going to make me play games. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. So with untimely death often comes unfinished business. Abraham Lincoln has become known simply as the White House Ghost because he has appeared more often than any other apparition. President Teddy Roosevelt and members of his staff reported seeing a tall apparition, but the first quote-unquote named reported sighting of the statesman was from First Lady Grace Coolidge, who said she saw Lincoln staring out the window of the yellow oval room at the Potomac River. So he's just looking out onto the river, just enjoying the view. In 1942, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands was staying at the White House and allegedly heard footsteps outside her bedroom. When a knock came at the door, she got up to answer it, only to be greeted by Lincoln in a frock coat and top hat standing there. She fainted. Hello. (laughs) Like, truly, like, hi. She fainted and was revived minutes later to tell the tale. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was also a guest at the White House. He was known to retire very late in the evening and customarily took a long bath while drinking a scotch and smoking a cigar to unwind. This is this is Jimmy's dream, too. <laughs> like, uh, a long day of gardening. I'm going to take my bath and my uh, scotch and my I'm cigar. Not, thank you. I know he'll agree with me when he listens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, self-care. On one occasion, Churchill had finished his scotch and got out of the bath. He walked stark naked into the adjoining bedroom with his cigar when he realized someone else was in the room. Leaning against the mantle of the fireplace was Lincoln. Churchill, startled, took his cigar out of his mouth, tapped off the ash, and said, quote, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Incredible. <laughs> Lincoln apparently smiled and then disintegrated. <laughs> I just can't imagine. But also, that's some pretty, like, good poise in that situation. I mean, Churchill had done a lot of stuff. You know, there yeah. was a, a war and things, you know. Uh, I just really, he sounds to me like a Bond villain. You yeah. seem to have me at a disadvantage. Disadvantage. <laughs> But he would tell that story all the time, which I find, of course, you would. Incredible. But like, I, I, I love the idea of him, <laughs> like a, a political dinner and being like, so there I was, stark, stark naked, naked, <laughs> <Smoking> a cigar. <laughs> a number of members of Franklin D. Roosevelt's staff claimed to have seen Lincoln in the White House, including FDR's personal valet who ran screaming from the house on one occasion after seeing Lincoln's ghost. Eleanor Roosevelt never saw the White House ghost, but did say she felt him near many times throughout the house. She also said their dog, Fala, would sometimes bark for no reason at all, which just sounds like a dog. (laughs) Her secretary, however, did see Lincoln at the end of a bed, putting on his boots. She ran screaming from the room, just like the valet had. There is a room in the White House called the Lincoln Bedroom, but it was never used for sleeping during Lincoln's administration. The only reason it's called that is because Mary Todd Lincoln bought the bed that's in that room. While Lincoln was alive, the room was used as an office. 
but that doesn't seem to stop his apparition from appearing in the bed or his footsteps from being heard at the doorway and in the hall. President Truman and his daughter Margaret both heard rapping on the door of the Lincoln bedroom when they each had slept in there, and this wasn't necessarily ever fully explained. Truman wrote to his wife on another occasion of hearing these noises when he was the only one home, saying, quote, Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room and Margie's. Still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in your room whose door I'd left open. Jumped and looked and no one there. The damned place is haunted sure as shootin'. Secret Service said not even a watchman was up here at that hour. You and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off. End quote. <laughs> Cute. He's he's adorable. The stories the stories of him, like I don't know anything about his politics at the time. I have I can't I can't remark on, on any of that. But there are some stories that as I was doing this research, of course, I'm like on the White House website and I'm reading his little mini bio and he sounds so sweet. He sounds adorable. And there's also a picture of him and this is in the uh in the Instagram carousel. But there's a picture of him greeting his daughter after she got off the train because they ended up meeting accidentally in New York because mm-hmm. he was going for a TV thing and she was sta- doing something. And so they, like, met and he's just, like, kissing her on the cheek and being like, love you. <laughs> so I thought it was very cute. President Jimmy Carter's daughter, Amy, desperately wanted to see the ghost of President Lincoln. And so one Halloween, she and a friend spent the night in the Lincoln bedroom playing with a Ouija board before falling asleep. They were jolted awake in the middle of the night by two figures bursting through the doorway. First Lady Rosalind Carter and the nanny, Mary Fitzpatrick, had covered themselves in sheets and bust through the door to spook the girls. Oh, dang it. Mom goals. I just, I really love the, like, oh, I want to see President Lincoln. I want to, I want to see the ghost. And the mom's like, oh, you're going to see a ghost. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, that has the same energy as my mother drawing, like, a Sharpie hoof print of the Yes, <laughs> exactly. Or my dad, because the bone shaman, Wood, has admitted to eating like half the cookies and like snapping into like the carrots or whatever that we left for the reindeer. But there was one year where he put like soot prints next to the fireplace, like on the, like the bottom of the fireplace. And that for like a good year had me convinced that Santa was real. Yeah. And he was so proud of himself. It was really cute. Well done. Maureen Reagan, President Reagan's daughter and her husband, both claimed to have truly seen the former president while staying in the Lincoln bedroom in the 80s. Maureen, in particular, entered the room alone to find, quote, a figure standing at the window looking out. She could see the trees right through it. Again, it turned and disappeared, end quote. And they saw him separately. They didn't see him at the same time. He's just chilling. He's just, yeah, he's having a good time. Reagan's dog was known to bark frantically at the door of the bedroom as if he too could sense something beyond the threshold. Or he just wanted to get away from Ronald Reagan. (laughs) He just wanted to be in a different room. I, I wonder... You know how there might be sections of the house or rooms or stuff that are closed off to certain people? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a dog, Biden has two dogs. Like, are they only allowed in certain rooms? I would assume so. Yeah. I'm assuming you're not just going to walk into the Roosevelt room for, like, a cabinet meeting. <laughs> Major, or whatever the dog's name is, is just sitting there like, Hello. Welcome to my meeting. Did you I bring? Did you bring the treats? 
I have policies I would like to discuss. <laughs> Might get a little rough. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Young Willie Lincoln is also seen throughout the White House, starting in the 1870s during Grant's administration. President Lyndon B. Johnson's college-age daughter claimed she saw Willie in her room in the 60s, which happened to be the room he died in, and was able to talk to him briefly. She was just, like, chatting it up with an 11-year-old from the 1860s. Okay. Yep. Yeah, all these people that are running away from Lincoln, I want to, like, I would I would stick around. I'd be like... I would have done what Churchill did, been like, sup, hey, bud? I would just, I would be like... So, like, how much did you plan out the Gettysburg Address? Or was that just, like, off the cuff? Because I had to memorize it in fourth grade. I don't remember it now. Yeah. Like, I couldn't no. do it as good as you, sir. So, like, what was that like? Were you nervous? What? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Your microphone has not been on this entire time. Oh. Hello. Hi. That's so much better. I'm back from the dead. Yeah, apparently Shannon was a ghost for the majority of this episode. So sorry. Well, not maybe not the majority. I caught it halfway through, thank goodness. But her (laughs) microphone wasn't even plugged in, you guys. That's where we're at in the Mercury retrograde. I can't even say it. No. Mercury is in retrograde, also known as the microwave. The Gatorade. In Gatorade. Don't text your ex. Don't do it. That's what I keep just reminding folks. <laughs> Don't do it. What's that? What's the TikTok everybody, the audio everyone keeps using on um, Julie Andrews and Dolly Parton that's like, Don't take treacherous journeys. <laughs> Don't go near water. Yeah. Don't take risks. Yeah. Sorry, that's very loud. Sorry. That's okay. I just have a lot of enthusiasm. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I'd want to talk. I would want to talk to the ghost. Yeah, I want to know. Well, one, what you doing? Like, yeah, you just hanging because it's fun, or is there something that you need? Like, can we? Can I do something do for you? Do you need something? Are you residual? Like, what's are up? you gonna help me find the national treasure? <laughs> do you need me to steal the Declaration of Independence? Independence? No, that would be. They, I'm sure they've got it under much more. Oh, it's security. after that movie. I wonder what's how what... many how many dads make jokes every day in the National Archives. I'm like, well, I just thought we'd pick it up at the gift shop, do a little switcheroo. Ha 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 ha! In that oh funny. My God, Dad! Stop it. And all the guards are like, ha 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 ha! Please move along, sir. Don't don't get don't get too close. Please don't get too close. We're putting I you, will shoot you. We're putting you on a list. I wonder. Uh, I bet it's not even the real thing. It isn't. Which? What's the point of going to see it then? I mean, I it, there are times when they put one of the like co- like there are there are copies of it. There is the original Declaration of Independence was copied at the time, right? So like, they sometimes will put forward. copies up, <laughs> email forward. Exactly. They will sometimes put copies up where people are viewing it, so that they can more pro- properly conserve the actual document. Yeah. I guess that's the broader question when it comes to museums is like, how much is preservation over education? How do you balance that? I would love, I I think I truly missed my undergraduate calling of museum studies Yeah. because that is a question that I love to dig into Mm -hmm. because of my love of conservation, but also like, I want to see everything. Yep. I want to, I want to look at everything. I want to know what we've got. The Smithsonian's basements are full and they don't even know what's all there 
While Lincoln is the most commonly seen, he is not the only president to roam the halls. Wait, I have a follow-up question. Oh, sure. Are he and his son ever seen together? No. Aww. But I I would imagine that there's some kind of, like, you think they go, searching thing. They go bowling. Oh, play basketball. I, I like to think that they wander. Balling. I, I like to think that they wander the grounds together. Yeah. Just like that's what I'm gonna, chatting it That's up. what I'm going to pretend. Yeah. I like it. I like that. That makes me happy. As mentioned before, President Andrew Jackson has been heard in the House. Other than swearing, he has also been heard laughing and sometimes been seen lying in the bed of the room that was once his. Just taking a nap. Thomas Jefferson has been seen playing the violin in the Yellow Oval Room. Pretentious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Performing even in the afterlife. Mm. Presidents Grant and McKinley have been seen, but specifically by a black man named Jeremiah Smith, who started working as a footman at the White House under Grant and didn't leave his post, which had morphed into doorman, cook, and eventually the official duster of the White House. He had this huge feather duster. There's a beautiful photo. Amazing. I love him. I love him so much. Until the early 1900s. He died in 1904, and a Los Angeles Times obituary noted, quote, for more than a quarter century, he held his place, and the White House was more changed by his disappearance than by the architects who remodeled it, oh. end quote. He was like a fixture mm-hmm. of the White House. Smith was an avid storyteller and told his ghost stories often. One Chicago newspaper wrote of him, quote, He firmly believes that the White House is haunted by the spirits of all the departed presidents, and furthermore, that his satanic majesty, the devil, has his abode in the attic. He cannot be persuaded out of the notion, and at intervals he strengthens his position by telling about some new strange noise he has heard or some additional evidence he has secured, end quote. Turns out he made up the story of the attic-dwelling devil to keep Grant's daughter from sneaking up there with her friends. (laughs) But everything else he held to be true till the day he died. Hmm. The attic of the White House is, however, reportedly haunted by President William Henry Harrison. President Harrison was the first president to die in the White House, so it makes sense that a spirit would reside there. Do you remember how he died? Is he the one that got a cold? Yep. At his inauguration, and then like Your eighty told days later, you to wear a coat. Yep, eighty days later, he 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 died in the White House. The shortest term, yeah, for a president. Not he didn't even make the first one hundred days. Those are the most impactful of an administration. Didn't even get there. Oh, I I hope he got some stuff done in eighty days. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't read too much into him. It seemed. I mean, things also moved a lot slower then. That's true. So I can imagine, and a portion of that, he was like just sick. So, bummer. Yeah. Wear a jacket. President John Tyler has been seen nervously pacing the blue room, apparently perpetually proposing to his second wife, Julia Gardner, which I find so cute. He's just like pacing and like mumbling to himself, and then he'll like get down on one knee and then get back up and like wander around. It's just super cute. Bingley energy. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me really happy. Also, he has grandkids. That are still alive today. That are like 50. Wow. Because he had kids up until he was like 70. Yeah, like Hugh Hefner energy in that regard. But like (laughs) having kids when he was really, really old. Um, But his youngest son's son, um, my mom has taken his photos. And she was like, 
this is a weird legacy. He's like, yeah, it's a little funky. <laughs> I don't really know. I like, it's not, I don't, I never knew my grandfather. Ooh, yeah. But like, yeah. And then, I mean, this guy's dad also had him really late in life. So mm. it was like, that's why gotcha. we have him at like 50 years old being like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> what a good two truths and a lie. Right? His last name's Tyler, right? Yeah. That's like a fairly common. Yeah. It's last not like name. Roosevelt or anything yeah. where you're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Be like, I'm related to rocker Steven Tyler, <laughs> President Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and some other true fact. <laughs> Something else. First ladies have also made appearances throughout the home and the grounds. Abigail Adams was seen by President Taft and several other staff members during the Taft administration in the East Room. Taft saw her walking with her arms outstretched and didn't initially know what to make of it. Eventually, it was realized that the East Room had been used to hang laundry during the first few administrations. All of the, like, house activity things, like to keep a house at that point mm-hmm. in time, was done on what was considered the basement but is now the ground floor, like okay. when you first walk in. And the East Room is on the east side of the building on the on the ground floor. And it was apparently the room with the best airflow. And the DC humidity could dry your clothes pretty well. Hmm. So I was like, all right. And she, you know, she didn't have all that much staff. She's the first first lady yeah. in the in the White House. And so she's doing her own laundry. Hmm. Abigail appears to be hanging laundry even in the afterlife. Staff members still report smelling lavender and wet laundry often when they're in this room. So she's still around. Dolly Madison apparently protects the Rose Garden. It was a joy of hers in life to tend the garden, so when the Wilson administration in the 20s was planning on moving it, multiple sightings of Dolly at the garden convinced them that maybe they should leave it where it was. It was revamped and the roses were made the predominantly featured flower, but it was not moved from its spot on the White House grounds. Almost every single first lady has made their mark on this rose garden, but I remember when Melania Trump was, you know, contention that she was ruining the rose garden, she was ripping up things, and what I I read deeper into it, I read a Snopes article to be like, what actually happened Mm -hmm. and she essentially did the same thing that every other first lady had done which was you know clean it up a little bit but also add a new variety variety of roses or like take you know a few more away so there's more room for others and all of this so nothing was changed drastically she didn't do anything all right poor melania so her only crimes are the terrible christmas trees There are also some figures that, while they were never residents, have an attachment to the presidential home. In 1883, the Washington Critic wrote about an old man that haunted the second-floor bedrooms, information they reportedly received from a White House attaché. The spirit is, quote, an aged and bent man with long, phosphorescent white beard and hair, ghastly and wavy, bright and glaring eyes, and long, scrawny fingers. His walk is noiseless but stately, and his presence is always indicated by a peculiar electric sensation which pervades the surrounding air, end quote. Oh. He sounds very creepy. Electrifying. Electrifying. (laughs) This ghost reportedly disturbed President Grant, but hasn't been seen since. Hmm. 
Later, in 1897, a White House police officer was making his late-night rounds when he saw a light on in the greenhouse complex that stood on the west side of the building at the time. It doesn't exist anymore. It's no longer there. He went to investigate, thinking that someone was after the exotic flowers that were grown in the greenhouse. Not the flowers. <laughs> I just He's very diligent. Very yes, diligent. We, we appreciate him. Yeah. He was surprised to find a, quote, tall, beautiful lady dressed in the fashion of the early 19th century. Mm. End quote. He said something to her, but she quickly vanished, and he heard a musical laugh. For a little while, the greenhouse had a slight phosphorescent glow, as if she had Ew. left some energy behind it. They really like using the word phosphorescent. It seems very new agey, but yeah. for their time. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like Ghostbuster goo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. The police officer checked all the doors and searched the rest of the greenhouse and conservatory, but didn't find anyone or anything. He went back to his normal duties, thinking he must have been imagining things, but a month later, light appeared again in the greenhouse complex. He, again, being diligent, went to check it out. He felt a rush of air as he entered and felt someone touch his shoulder. Mm. When he turned, there she was again, dressed in 19th century white. He proceeded to pass out from fear. When he related the story to his superiors the next morning, he was swiftly discharged. No one else has seen the white lady since. I know. I don't really, like, that feels rude. Like, it's not like he's, he didn't do anything to anything. It wasn't like he was lying about, you know, oh, the flower, like, if the flowers were actually stolen and he's telling this story. Right. It's just like, this happened. A British soldier, which is the hardest phrase. A British British soldier. soldier. Thought to have been killed during the War of 1812 and the siege on the White House, wanders the grounds carrying a torch. He's not seen often, but he is seen. Just around the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, wait, I tried. We tried. Uh, okay. David Burns, who originally sold the land to the United States government to build the White House, has also been seen and heard in the yellow oval room on the second floor. And here's my question. We might know what he looks like, like from a portrait of some kind, but how do you know what he sounds like? Does he announce himself of like, hi, I'm David Burns, and I'm going to talk to you today about how much I miss this land. (laughs) Like, what? He just shows up like a Mormon missionary. Yeah. I don't really, I want to know if it's like a, does he announce himself? Maybe by context clues of like what he talks about, they're able to figure it out. Maybe. If he's like, this land used to be mine or something like that, you can be like, oh, it's David Burns. Taft's administration saw not only Mrs. Abigail Adams, but also an apparition that was very unaffectionately referred to as the thing. Miss Marsh, the personal maid of the first lady, Helen Taft, saw the apparition first in 1911, describing what she saw as a young boy with messy hair and sad blue eyes. Taft's military aide, Major Archibald Butt, (laughs) spelled like a butt, poor man, wrote to his sister Clara, who got to change her name because she got married, (laughs) Mm -hmm. quote, it seems that the White House is haunted. 
The ghost, it seems, is a young boy. From its description, I should think about 14 or 15 years old. They say that the first knowledge one has of the presence of the thing is a slight pressure on the shoulder, as if someone were leaning over your shoulder to see what you might be doing, end quote, which is my least favorite thing. I hate that so, like if a normal, like if a regular person does that, no thank you. As you were saying that, my my body was like, no. I don't, I don't don't like like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like it. I don't like it. But told the president, sorry, it's, it is his name. I don't mean to make fun of it, but it, it's his name. He told the president of the staff's gossip about the thing. And the president flew into a, quote, towering rage. He thinks it will be a very serious thing to have the story get out among the people of the country, end quote. Taft told him to tell the housekeeper that the first staff member to repeat the thing stories would be fired. So yeah, you better not spill the beans about the ghost. Otherwise, you're going to get fired. That feels very... like That, that feels like a lot that of retaliation. Aggressive. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't feel legal, but... But also feels like you you sound like maybe you're the president more scared of it. doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah, methinks too. <laughs> Just the most flat... Yeah, methinks too. <laughs> One of the more famous spirits who makes an appearance is Anna Surratt. Anna was the daughter of Mary Surratt, one of the conspirators for Lincoln's assassination. She is heard banging on the doors and gates of the North Portico, pleading to speak with President Johnson, who became president directly after Lincoln's death. In real life, Anna did just this, begging for her mother to be pardoned and her execution to be stayed. Even with one of the other conspirators claiming before their death that Mary was innocent, Mary Surratt became the only woman ever executed by the U.S. government on July 7, 1865. Reportedly, Anna's ghost paces back and forth on the front steps of the White House on the anniversary of her mother's execution every year, her weeping swelling through the entrance hall in echo of her final effort to save her mother's life. Wow. Which is so sad. And that feels to me, like, uh, some of these feel like they're a bit more intelligent. And I, I might delve a little bit deeper into that when we talk about what we think. But this definitely feels like a residual haunting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something that was so emotional. emotional. There was so much energy there emotionally yeah. that it's just it pervaded returns. through time. Yeah. yeah. Though not seen since the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, Mm. there is an apparition that brings more doom than the others. The demon cat, often shortened to D.C., which I think is hilarious. The cat was first seen not at the White House, but at the U.S. Capitol building in 1862. The Capitol's basement functioned as a bakery during the Civil War to feed soldiers, and the demon cat was seen multiple times there. A guard apparently fired a gun at it, and it vanished. A Washington Post article from 1898 says that the demon cat appears as a regular-sized house cat initially, but then grows to, quote, the size of an elephant before the eyes of a terrified observer, end quote. Sometimes the cat is said to look like a tabby, but others have also said that it might be black. 
1935 account in the Washington Post said that the eyes of the demon cat, quote, glow with all the hue and ferocity of the headlights of a fire engine, end quote. The appearance of the demon cat is thought to be the harbinger of doom and despair. It was seen just days before the stock market crash of 1929 in the ground floor of the White House by a guard. Another night watchman saw the demon cat before the devastating assassination of JFK. While this legend is tenuous, the explanation is a bit more solid. During the Civil War, and for many years afterwards, the tunnels under the Capitol building were inhabited with massive rodents, and so there were cats that were kept fat and happy in their profession of vermin killers. Hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cats roaming around. So mm-hmm. some might be bigger than others, but I don't think any is big as an elephant. Maybe someone was drunk. Hmm. One explanation was like, well, maybe someone was drunk, fell asleep on the ground, and then they saw a cat passing by, and in their delirium was oh, like, like, it's oh, enormous. It's so or the shadow or something. Something, yeah. yeah. There was also a particular cat that was a resident of the White House at one point. A tabby named Tyga was the favored favored was the favored pet of President Coolidge in the twenties, and he had a little bit of wanderlust. He was an outdoor cat, and so roamed Capitol Hill at his leisure. He loved to visit other federal buildings and would sometimes vanish for days. The news would report on his extended disappearances, giving quite a lot of attention to his wanderings, which is like, it must be really slow news days yeah, right. at that point. There is a delightful picture of Tyga with a guard who had found him at the Navy building, a considerable distance from the White House. He might have been later inspirations for stories of a wandering demon cat, though we cannot use him to account for the years prior. In more recent years... The Bushes and the Obamas have had their own brushes with the paranormal. Mm. First daughter Jenna Bush told Hoda on the Today Show, quote, I was asleep. There was a fireplace in my room, and all of a sudden I heard 1920s music coming out. I could feel it. I freaked out and ran into my sister's room, end quote. Barbara, her sister, didn't believe her at first, so Jenna asked her to sleep in the room with her the next night. They both were woken up to a deafening opera coming from the fireplace. When they asked the White House staff the next morning, they stated, quote, they heard it all the time, end quote. <laughs> the girls could have been hearing Harry Truman, who was known for his proficiency on the piano and would play often in the White House. He once joked, quote, my choice early in life was either to be a piano player in a whorehouse or a politician, and to tell the truth, there's hardly any difference. Oh! End quote. Sick burn. <laughs> He's the one with the adorable letter to his wife of being like, come home, the you ghosts better, are going to get me. You better come save me. The Obamas claimed that they often heard footsteps up and down the hall, but also that something seemed to nibble and chew on their feet, Ew. like a ghost of a past presidential pet trying to get their attention, which I hate. I hate that so much. Yeah. But it was the first daughters who, again, had the most frightening experience. The Obama girls, Sasha and Malia, had a slumber party one night with all of their friends, and Malia started to spook them with some of the ghost stories she had learned of her current home. The girls, enraptured by the stories Malia was telling them, grew silent, and they started to hear a whisper. It was a voice, and the voice said that he was George Washington, 
and that Malia and Sasha's father was doing such a good job in his new position, and they should be very proud of him. Oh, yeah. As the voice continued, Sasha broke away from the group quietly and snuck to the kitchen just below. Something was clanging pots and pans as she entered. She turned on the lights and discovered her father, Barack Obama, whispering into a vent. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing dad stuff, a hundred points to Gryffindor. Like... I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's like that that TikTok of the dad that's downstairs at the switch box. Yeah. And he, there's like they're playing with a Ouija, Ouija board. board, and he turns off the lights, and you just hear screaming. <laughs> oh man! I think if he'd been able to find the switchboard, he would have done it. Yeah, probably. He could have. He was like. I'm going to do this myself. I know. I just Secret Service is like, sir, we can show you. He's like, no, I got, I got, I got this. it. I got I it. I got this. I just love the idea of Sasha going down and flicking the light on him and being like, and we're so proud of your da- Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> your do dad's amazing. Your, your homework. <laughs> Pick up your shoes. I just, I love that. Also, something that I remember from when the Obamas first got to the White House was that Michelle told White House staff, you know, please make my bed every single day. Do not touch the girls' beds. They can make their own. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. Teaching moment. Yeah, they can do it. Although we ourselves may never get the chance to happen upon a White House ghost, it seems we can trust them to keep our nation's leaders humble for the rest of time. How much you want to bet Trump's going to be up there with Andrew Jackson just pitch in a fit i like i mean he threatened never to leave the white house so we got anybody we gotta get some salt and some sage <laughs> some salt circles in some there. palo santo uh, <laughs> a little bit of something something a folklorist from georgetown was interviewed for one of these articles i was reading and they they were asked about do you think that the Trumps have, because they had just left office, mm-hmm. do you think the Trumps have ever encountered any White House ghosts? And her answer was something like, you know, it takes a couple of years for these things to manifest, and it, apparently based on, you know, what everyone's stories are, and also, you know, some people are more prone to see them than others, and I have a feeling that we might hear something later on, but it usually takes a while for anybody to come forward with anything like that anyway. And she was just kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So, but yeah, that's the White House, the most haunted house in America. Well <laughs> Thank you. I really, that one was fun. I was planning on doing this one ages ago, but then Roe v. Wade got overturned, so I didn't feel like talking about the government. Yeah, valid. Yeah, so um, I figured, you know, it is the most haunted house in America, purportedly, so. I like it. See, that's, that's, uh, that is spoopy. Yeah. Not spooky. Yeah. And that's what I'm here for. But yeah, what do we think? Do we think that, I'm, well, how about this? I will tell you what I think. I think. Great. That the majority of these are non-intellectual entities. They're not interacting with any kind of intelligence with anybody. You know, like the Thomas Jefferson violin in in the yellow oval room. Tyler being like, I want to marry you so much. Girl, I love you so much. In the blue room. That kind of, those kinds of things. Like the smaller ones. 
aren't necessarily anything super intelligent that's going to interact with anybody. They're just residual almost of like, this happened at one point and it was high emotion. Maybe, I mean, obviously Tyler was like nervous as heck. Yeah. So maybe that's why his ghost still hangs out there because it was a high emotion thing, like with Anna's super high emotion residual haunting. But then there's Lincoln and he feels very intelligent to me. Especially, you know, you come upon a naked Winston Churchill and you're just like, Sup, dude. <laughs> hey. Disintegrate. <laughs> Bye. So I think majority wise, residual. And then there's Lincoln. Yeah, I mean I didn't even I have not given thought to the different categories of ghost. So I, Yeah, I think that's gonna be something that I delve into soon. Is yeah. uh what each potential category of ghost or haunting really there is i mean you did it a little bit with like the dybbuk box versus poltergeist versus yes but that was the more malevolent side of side things of yeah spirits cool you feel spooked no yeah see i knew it wasn't gonna i knew it wasn't gonna i just have you. to be constantly on guard you i'm know? sorry like you don't gotta get ready if you stay ready <laughs> My tear ducts are primed. I am ready to scream and hide under my blankie. She's got eye drops and everything, guys. She's fully, fully in. No, I don't. I hate eye drops. I know. I'm kidding. I okay, have very sensitive eyeballs, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have a mailbag moment today. No. My friends, if you feel like you want to fill this space with your voice through our voices, lol, um, or if you want to send a voice oh yeah if you were, if you feel like sending an audio file or whatever i can just drop it right in That'd if you want cool. to tell a story so feel free let us know what you're up to what your diner order is any hauntings that you've encountered your favorite ghost stories because we're in spooky season i keep any saying it but it's real dreams that yeah. you may have had anything fun or crazy or silly any cults that you think are like interesting to think about and talk about of like what if you got roped into this? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. We need. We want to talk about those things. We want to hear from you. We want to yeah. hang out. So go ahead, send those in. But instead, today, we're going to ask another first date question. Oh, I have a question. Oh. I have a related. It's not a first date question. I mean, maybe it could okay. be. Okay. Going along with the theme of this episode. What presidential television show or movie would you want to be part of the universe oh okay so like if if the answer is the which i haven't seen the west wing i mean that's my answer yes Yes. i know i i figured yeah Um, correct (laughs) she she has a sweatshirt that says bartlett for president president. but yeah so like what world would you want to be who would you want as your as your president in the tv film world yeah if you could live in their universe sure I was going to, like, I was going to say, you know, I'd want to work in Jed Bartlett's White House, but if I could just, like, be in the country, that'd be cool, too. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Or, like, who's your favorite fictional president? Maybe that's an easier question. (laughs) See, here's the thing. I don't watch a lot of television shows or movies that lean on the political side. Mm. Also, the only presidents that i can think of that have been portrayed in movies are either in like my date with the president's daughter mm-hmm. or in like independence day right <laughs> which i'm like not about Fair. there is he's a jerk but it's in the universe of love actually 
Oh. I think I'd want to live in the universe of love, actually. Okay. But really, I think my answer is I want Hugh Grant as my prime minister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not the question. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I cheated. Okay, Um, but curveball, mm. one that you possibly have forgotten. Oh? Chasing Liberty? Is that the name of that movie? Yes, but I've never seen it. How did you miss that in the rom-com roundup? I don't know. It feels right up your alley. I it, it probably is. I I think it may have been a little too early for Maybe. me. But wow. That in terms in movie. terms of like me being allowed to watch uh, yeah. stuff like that. So I'll put it on the list. You should. I'll definitely put it on the list. I don't remember who plays <gasps> the president. Wait, I changed my answer. Oh. Guys, Parks and Rec. I choose Leslie Nope as my as my president. That, all right. So I Emma's, don't understand the question. Emma's not answering the question, but that's okay. Send us your answer. Which uh, who's your favorite fictional president slash whose administration would you want to join? Slash I'd join Leslie Nopes. I just you know, send us your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. But until next time, remember this podcast doesn't exist. And maybe not Leslie Nope's administration because at the very end of Parks and Rec, spoiler alert, spoiler um, for me, we don't actually know who's president. So oh, it's a it's a mystery. It's like they they allude to it, but they're not like right out saying it. So like I regardless. All right, so we're gonna go write the fan fiction. Yep, we'll see you later. Bye.